1: on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the podcast. A lot to get to like usual. Could an online virtual poll lead to a scheduling agreement between two universities? Well, it might just happen in the case of BYU. We'll talk about that. I also need to talk about some comments from Mountain West Commissioner Craig Thompson, Hair Thompson. I know he's a buzzword, on, uh, for, buzzword for most BYU fans. We need to talk about some of the comments he made regarding the upcoming football season. And of course, we need to continue on with our week-long look back at the greatest moments in BYU sports over the past year. We'll talk about a national championship here in just a little bit. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where of course the motto is your team every day. So let's talk BYU sports with that rundown out of the way. This is the Locked On Cougars Podcast for April 21st, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for The Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast Focus on the BYU Cougars with us here on Locked On Cougars. Do you hear me say that right? We are daily. We're talking with you guys each and every day. So make sure to hit that follow button if you're listening to us on Spotify or the subscribe button if you're listening to us on Apple iTunes. That way you never miss an episode and you're always staying up to date with the latest when it comes to the BYU Cougars. With us here. Uh, starting off today, need to talk about some comments that were made by uh, Mountain West Conference Commissioner Craig Thompson. I know he's persona non grata for most BYU fans because of some of his stern comments. The way that BYU was treated as a member of the Mountain West Conference, there are still some deep wounds there between both sides of the Mountain West Conference and BYU. I know a a column by Doug Robinson in the Deseret News today advocates for BYU to go back to the Mountain West Conference. But I'm telling you right now, I don't think BYU has any Interest in going back to the Mountain West Conference, nor do I think that the Mountain West Conference has much interest in BYU returning even a decade on since they uh, parted ways. But some interesting comments, nonetheless, from Craig Thompson, and he said, "Quote: If there is no college football this fall, there will be very little likelihood there will be any other sports because 85% of the revenue derived in college athletics comes from the sport of football." Unquote. Uh, This is on the Mountain West Digital Network talking about the current state of college athletics due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And that quote right there, man, that could mean that we don't have sports, college sports, until maybe, what, 2021, potentially, if college football is not back this fall. Now, uh, a lot of people are out there saying that BYU could be in deep trouble if they don't have a college football season or if the college football season is altered just to play conference games. We talked about this previously on the podcast a couple weeks ago. BYU, in theory, could cobble together a schedule against their fellow independents and wouldn't look half bad, I feel like. If you were to be able to get teams like Army, Notre Dame, Liberty back on the schedule, you also have teams like UMass, UConn, and New Mexico State, which are also RANS. But you could cobble together a schedule in theory if you needed to on short notice. It would require uh, BYU to scramble a bit and obviously work with ESPN, et cetera, to get things set up. But that's a possibility. But these comments from Mountain West Commissioner Thompson, Craig Thompson, that it's kind of a scary proposition that if no football this fall, that means there's no other sports. That means no BYU cross country, men's and women's volleyball, softball, baseball, men's basketball. Maybe, because men's basketball, for the most part across the country, is a revenue-generating sport. Uh, most uh, programs derive some revenue from it, but 85% of revenue derived in college athletics coming from the sport of football means that this fall is very, very important for uh, athletic departments, even ones like BYU, who operate generally in the black, because you got to have that money coming in, and that's why you're seeing all kinds of theories throwing around, thrown around about football being potentially played played in the spring you're seeing football well we could shorten it up we could move it back as late as October and still finish it up we could start in February and play through May I know there's people concerned that if you were you were to play that uh, schedule in the spring and then turn around and play another schedule in the fall, well, that could be too taxing on a player's body to play what? 24, 25, 26 games, even more than that maybe in a given in a given calendar year. Well, it'd be an interesting case study there's no doubt about that, but I think that the the biggest news is that football they're going to do everything they possibly can do to have it played because if not, I fear you're going to see multiple athletic departments have massive issues and they could find themselves having to cut staff even more than they already are. Uh, news yesterday that Louisville, uh, the University of Louisville a Power 5 program, they're part of the ACC, they're going to be furloughing parts of their staff. They're trying to trim $15 million with an M, $15 million off of their athletic budget for the upcoming year to deal with the current downturn. I know many of you out there probably listening either have been furloughed or laid off. You know somebody who has. I have multiple members of my own family, my immediate family, who have seen their jobs taken away from them. I'm lucky to be in the position I am in that I'm still working each and every day for the Zone Sports Network. But you know how deep this this economic downturn has impacted people around you. And if their athletic department's at the Power 5 level trying to trim $15 million off their athletic budget, furloughing employees, potentially laying off others... It's not a good thing and BYU like other athletic part other athletic departments needs college football this fall or they need college football in general this year to keep the books balanced. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I think there are multiple people out there who like to deride BYU who say that the church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints under underwrites or uh, supplements BYU athletics or uh, takes care of them in terms of budget shortfalls. They do not. I can unequivocally say that BYU athletics has to run on their own budgets from the money that they derive from their athletic contests, the media rights deals that they have with ESPN and the like. That's the only money they have to the operate, operate off of. And if you don't have a football season this fall, man, that could be some scary times if you're a BYU fan because all of a sudden you're looking at it saying, well, we might need to take a haircut in the athletic department, even at a university like BYU that already runs, I feel like, in many ways, on bare-bones staff. It's going to be a wild, wild summer. Let's pray and hope that this COVID-19 pandemic, we're able to flatten or hashtag crush the curve, and that way we can have football in some form or fashion, if not a full regular season, because... This is a scary proposition to think that if you don't have football, no other sports at the college level could be played because of the revenue shortfalls that would come from it. Some crazy comments from Commissioner Craig Thompson. I know that BYU fans don't necessarily like him or don't subscribe to his thoughts, but he issuing a, a voice of reason and warning as well there and it's something to pay attention to as we move forward here we'll be covering it for you here on the podcast. Alright we'll get to some more positive news here in just a second need to talk about the chances that BYU and Western Kentucky could an online poll that they both made a run to the quote unquote national championship for national championship for result in a scheduling agreement between the two universities we'll talk about that here in just a second before we do that though a reminder for you guys to check out this podcast and all the other podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network especially the mock draft special edition of the Locked On NFL channel. Many of you are really big fans of the NFL draft I am a big fan of it. I will be watching it all week long starting Thursday night, continuing on through Friday and Saturday. Hoping to see maybe one or two BYU players names called but we'll see about that but I would encourage you guys. The Locked On NFL channel I was involved with this as well as multiple other hosts across the Locked On nfl channel as well as locked on college channel here on the locked on podcast network as we made all 32 first round picks across the first round of the nfl draft this year as well as some supplemental picks in the second round and beyond so check it out guys the locked on nfl channel mock draft special right here wherever you get your podcasts right like this one on locked on cougars on the locked on podcast network All right, guys, many of you heard me talk about my derision for polls online and how BYU uh, won the mascot, the best mascot in the country poll. And big credit to Cosmo the Cougars I talked about yesterday. Nothing but the best for him. But the best news that came out of this maybe a scheduling agreement between the Hilltoppers and the Cougars. Uh, Todd Stewart who is the athletic director at Western Kentucky University uh, responded to a tweet from WKU Basketball R1 saying, no reason the athletic directors for WKU and BYU shouldn't be on the phone getting a home and home done for basketball and football. Settle it on the field in reference to BYU's Cosmo the Cougar beating Big Red from Western Kentucky in the best mascot poll on SiriusXM's Twitter channel. So Todd Stewart actually responded, saying, "Quote: We would love to do a football and/or basketball series. The schools have never played in football, and WKU basketball leads the all-time hoop series three nothing. We haven't played since 1954. Let's make it happen at Tom Homo. I think that'd be kind of a cool thing." Well, okay, you're probably wondering, did Tom Homo respond? If you did not see it, he did respond, and he said. quote, this is coming from BYU Athletics Director Tom Homo, ironic how Cosmo and Big Red can get their two ADs together to have a talk a little future fun and games. Great chatting with you Todd, good luck to the Hilltoppers. Now uh, BYU in terms of their football scheduling obviously is an independent, they have 12, 13 games a year that they have to schedule, but you have to fit them in the right slots, and obviously Western Kentucky, they also have their conference affiliation that they have to negotiate with Conference USA But I think BYU and WKU could be a fun series. Uh, BYU previously has played a home-and-home series with Middle Tennessee uh, in the the Conference USA, and they also have scheduled a series against Rice from the same conference, so why not put WKU on there? If you can move Western Kentucky a game like that into October or November for BYU, that's not a bad thing, because Western Kentucky's had some good seasons in recent years, and they've been a pretty good football program. Basketball should be even easier to schedule, I feel like, because year-to-year, that's when you College basketball scheduling. A lot of these programs get together and put up scheduling alliances where they have a home and home over two, maybe three seasons. If you can't fit it in back-to-back years, you do it in uh, three seasons out. And that should, in theory, be actually pretty easy to do if BYU and WKU are willing to work together. I think this would be a fun thing for BYU. I know it's not a Power 5 program, uh, speaking of the Hilltoppers, but like I said, if you're going to put a football schedule together and you have 12 to 13 games to fill, well, you could go with one of the better teams in Conference USA as one of those, I guess, filler teams that uh, fits in in the latter half of the season. Season, let's say mid to late October slash November, if you can get them on the schedule then to face off against Western Kentucky, I think it's a win-win for BYU. I think it'd be really cool to see that happen. Obviously, we'll see if uh, it ultimately comes to fruition. It's nice to hear that uh, Tom Homo and Stuart were able to get together and talk about this uh, via phone call. I'm sure it's just very much preliminary Conversation, Stuart saying, hi, Tom, uh, what do you guys have in terms of your schedules a few years out, etc.? Because I'm sure Stuart and the Hilltoppers have got their football non-conference schedules are probably booked out for a number of years. And you can sit down and say, OK, we have openings here, here and here. Let me send you a spreadsheet. Let me send you a document that kind of lays that out. You guys see if anything corresponds with what you might have available and or you're interested in. And we'll move forward from there. I think this is not any indication that a series announcement is imminent because you heard, it, uh, I think Tom Homo's comment said it the best. It says that, great chatting with you, Todd. Good luck to the Hilltoppers. Uh, ironic how Cosmo and Big Greg could get their two ADs together to talk a future, a little future fun and games. Well, that means future. That's very open-ended. That means it could be 10 years from now, it could be 5 years from now, it could be next year. You never know what this is going to be, but I think the positive news from this is that a online poll that, as I said, I wasn't going to be buying into and promoting nonstop, non-stop, but I'm happy to vote in it, it ended up working out, I think, for both schools. I think it was a very good suggestion I'm from uh, WK WKU Basketball R1 in- Inside diddle i think is what the name is on twitter uh saying that these two ad should get together and put together a scheduling agreement to allow these two programs to settle it on the field i think it'd be cool to see and we'll see if it ultimately comes to fruition where byu and western kentucky get together but at least the conversation the phone lines are open t- between the two universities i think that's a good thing for a guy like tom homo i think he has one of the hardest jobs in all of america in terms of terms of putting together a football schedule every year that has 12 and 13 games on it. And the 13 game would come if you went to Hawaii, which BYU has done in the past. But you look at it, and I think that he's done an admirable job to this point. But having people who are interested in scheduling you, speaking of a guy like Todd Stewart at Western Kentucky, well take advantage of that if you're a Tom Homo and we'll see if it ultimately yields something where Big Red and Cosmo finally get together on the field for an athletics contest maybe they can have a dance off or something like that as part of the athletics contest between the two universities All right, uh, we'll finish things up here on today's podcast with a look at one of the great moments in BYU sports from this past year the national championship for BYU men's cross country we'll get to that here in just a second before we do that though a reminder for you guys that listening to this podcast is really easy to do and you don't have to so much as lift a finger. All you have to do is tell your smart device, play the latest episode of the Locked On Cougars podcast, and we will be right there with you guys each and every day. I've said it before, I'll say it again. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news and insider information that you cannot find anywhere else every day with you guys. I know a lot of you are adapting to the new lockdown procedures, working from home, etc. Well, we want to be part of your daily routine still, so make sure to use your smart devices, your smartphone or your smart speaker. Tell them, play the latest episode of the Locked on Cougars podcast, and we will endeavor to make you the smartest BYU fan in the room.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the years best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors.
1: All right, guys, we're having a week-long uh, look back at the greatest moments in BYU of sports over the past year this week on the podcast. Next week will be the greatest moments in BYU sports, period. So you can think of what those are going to be. But we wanted to look back at the 2019-20 season, even though it was cut short and look back at the greatest moments in BYU sports over the past year. And I think one of those absolutely was. The National Championship for BYU Men's Cross Country uh, won that title on November 23rd. Ed Stone, the head coach of the program. Uh, He said that he had one simple message for his team going into those championships in Terre Haute, Indiana in late November. Win your race. And BYU did just that. Northern Arizona had been kind of the latest thorn in the side of the BYU men's cross-country team in terms of breaking through and winning a national title. The Lumberjacks had owned the NCAA championships for the past, I think, three or four years before this past November and BYU seemingly year in and year out had finished inside the top five if not the top three and never had been able to break through but they finally did it this past November Uh, sophomore Connor Mance, senior Danny Carney, senior Jacob Heslington, sophomore Brandon Brandon Garnica and junior Matt Owens were the top five runners for BYU in this race and boy did they run an incredible race. They did a great job, uh, came through and won the national title. I remember when this went down people were on Twitter going nuts because BYU got out to a hot start and a lot of people thought, okay uh, Northern Arizona should take them over, should overtake them. They've been the three-time defending champs. Number two seed Colorado was also in the mix here. BYU came in as the number three seed but they went out and just found gear early and took a lead that they never relinquished and that was really cool to see because many times in races you can see athletes, and this happens in all sports, that they get out to a very fast start and all of a sudden they've used up uh, too much energy in the start, if that makes sense, and they end up being caught by an athlete who has maybe started out a little bit slower, but has conserved their energy and is able to finish with a strong kick. I think that BYU, to their credit, they took a very fast start and they held on to it all the way through, and uh, Connor Mance led the way for BYU. He had been an All-American multiple times during his BYU career up to this national championship. And I think it was a phenomenal, phenomenal result for BYU to win the first national championship in BYU men's cross-country history. Previously, the women's cross-country team had won a national championship. They finished second in the national championships this past November, speaking of the women's team. So fantastic showings for both uh, both. The men's and women's teams from the cross country programs at BYU and I think it was a career defining moment for a guy like Ed Eyestone. Eyestone was has been a legendary runner, a legendary figure in the cross country and track and field realms for decades he formerly won a national championship as an individual athlete in cross country. He became the first person to win an individual cross country title and then win a team title as a head coach with BYU men's cross country's win and I think it's uh, almost a capstone of a great career for a guy like that. I know that cross-country doesn't register for most of you, but to see a team like this break through against a, a number 1 seed who was defending their title three times over, speaking of Northern Arizona, Colorado, another high-level high program who trains at altitude like BYU does, Northern Arizona the same way in Flagstaff, Arizona. They had their work cut out for them. And for them to go out and put on the performance that they did, very impressive. Not to mention the mustaches that all of the runners, including at iStone, had grown as kind of a solidarity thing for this program. And I think it was really cool to see a program like this break through. It was one of the great moments in BYU sports over the past year. I know that we saw the sports season cut short with the spring sports where there could have been some great moments cut short, but no doubt uh, that Ed Eyestone and his team, they broke through right when they really needed to and showed, hey, you know what? We've got heart. We've got the ability here. We are going to go and snap just what has been a frustrating run of not being able to break through. And for them to finally do that and win that national championship, I think think it qua it, it well, not qualified, it, it more than made up for all the other disappointments that BYU has had in recent years, and it's just been really cool to see them break through. So congratulations to Ed stone and the BYU men's cross-country team on that initial national championship. They'll be looking to defend it again this coming fall. Uh, we talked about yesterday a transfer from Boise State coming in to bolster the ranks for BYU. Well, they'll be having a target on their back now as the defending national champions. You can guarantee programs like a Colorado, like Northern Arizona are going to be out for blood this coming fall if we get sports going back to our first conversation today looking to win a national title rested away from BYU but I think that BYU proved to themselves, hey, we don't have to always be the bridesmaid. We can be the bride, to use that expression, and we can win a national title. So congratulations to Ed stone and his team. One of the great moments in BYU sports over the past year and one that I was looking forward to talking about right here on the podcast. Look, that'll do it for this edition of the podcast. Thanks again for all of you guys for your support of the show. It is a blast to be with you guys each and every day. It truly is. Make sure to follow the show for the latest in BYU sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look us up at On Cougars on all three of those social media platforms. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. You always can feel feel free to drop us a note as well via email. The email address for the show is LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you guys. Get your insights, your thoughts, your questions, your concerns. I know we didn't do our Twitter Tuesday today. Had some other topics. We'll get to some questions later on this week from you guys. So if you have those, send them in now and we'll get to them at some point during the podcast this week have a great rest of your tuesday hopefully you guys are all staying safe all staying well and of course we'll be talking to you guys again soon have a great rest of your day this has been the locked on cougars podcast for april 21st 2020 we will catch you tomorrow